Hey there, I'm your host, Misty, and I'm a woman's life coach. In my former life, I was overstressed, overwhelmed, and always overdoing it, which I believe led to my diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. Now I get to live a life that I've designed and I have the power to create what I want. Doesn't that sound cool? I found my way back to health by showing up for myself and releasing old patterns, including being the ultimate people pleaser and perfectionist. I created this podcast from my passion to empower, uplift, and transform the lives of women who are struggling with chronic stress and illness by providing tips, tools, and insights into the power of rest, how our thoughts and old patterns not only hold us back, but create dis-ease in the body. My goal is to support and educate at the same time as build a community of like-minded women so we remember we are not alone. Now's the time to begin the exploration into what is holding you back and start to design the life of your dreams. My only question is, are you ready? Let's get going. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Empower, Uplift, and Transform with Misty. I'm so super excited to be here for episode number nine. We are doing a solo show today, so you have the next little while with just me, and I am so happy that you're tuning in and joining me on this topic. I always find this topic so fascinating and really one that is such a practice for me all the time. And my coming into my awareness has really tuned me in and helped tune it up. So today, what we're going to do is talk about our thoughts. Yes, we're talking about our thoughts. And so really talking about our mind and just how powerful and beautiful and amazing and how sometimes it can be a wild and crazy ride when we dive in and buy in to everything that we're thinking. So there's lots of stats out there, lots of things that we have read. And I know that one of the things that has always stuck with me was I read, we experience approximately 3000 thoughts per hour. So you break that down even more, we're coming into about 50 thoughts per minute. And I'm like, that is so many thoughts that are just streaming through our minds that how do we even differentiate or know what's going on? The reality is, I think my coach has shared with me, 90% of our thoughts are on replay. So there are things that we've already had passing through our minds and some of the stuff we come, our thoughts that come through, we might not even notice and they just pass through. I found this quote by Alan Finger and I just really landed for me. So I share it quite often with clients and in workshops. It's, you are not your thoughts and you're not the product of your thoughts. And if you've not ever really thought about that, when you slow it down and think using your thoughts, this idea of not being your thoughts can feel a little tricky. I've had clients when I'm doing work around their thoughts and mindset and really sharing this idea of that we are not our thoughts. You know, a lot of times their first question is, well, how can I not be my thoughts because they are who I am? And so it's really diving in deeper and starting to explore how you're not your thoughts, right? Where these thoughts are coming from. And it's starting to to develop your awareness around your thoughts. Right. And this is what I mean when I said it that just a minute ago, it's really a practice. It's a practice of noticing where those thoughts are. And so I've 
learned and read that there are like two layers of thoughts. They are the ones that we hear or experience as the voice inside our head. And that's really where we make commentary about ourselves and everything around us. So where we're maybe judging what's going on around us, judging ourselves, judging other people. And then we have this deeper level of beliefs which are what is determining our perspective, our opinions, and how it's developing our judgments. So we have this layer of thought where we judge, but then we have this other deeper layer of thought that's coming from our beliefs and where the judgments are created. So it's really fascinating. We start kind of digging into the layers. For me, as I started this journey of exploration into thoughts, reading and and just you know talking with my coaches hearing this term or this idea of the voice inside my head helped me reflect and realize that for so many years so many years there was no way that i would own there was a voice inside my head and that really came from my own experiences conditioning growing up with a mom who had mental health issues schizophrenia and really being witness bearing witness to the struggles of that mental health issue And so that created a trigger for me. That created a belief, like a deep-seated belief of there's no voice inside my head. And so that, my exploration took me out of this, this deep-seated belief that I had, this fear that I had growing up and around this kept me out of the awareness of my own thoughts because I didn't want to acknowledge that there was this voice inside my head. So really starting, it's like an onion, peeling back the layer, starting to be discerning and understanding where these ideas and beliefs came from with inside of me, and then starting to be able to tap into that awareness and to learn that it's okay and to know everyone has a voice inside their head. And it doesn't have to mean it's a negative connotation. But in the world that I grew up in, it was, right? It was, it was deemed unfit or not out of the norm and never talked about in this context. So this was a learning curve for me. This was something that put me into the uncomfortable in order to be able to, to witness, to bear witness to what was going on in my mind. So when we think about these thoughts or this self-talk, right? Because we have this self-talk, uh, it's really a part of our inner voice right? Which is a lot of chattering that can be directed at ourselves. And when we think about our inner voice, we, for me, what comes up a lot of times is there's an inner critic and definitely there's an inner cheerleader, somebody who's motivating me, inspiring me, keeping me moving forward. But it's really the inner critic that is harsh, that seems, used to seem to hold a lot more power over me. Was it Something that would come in that would hold me back, would create a lot of fear and anxiety and self-doubt before stepping into what I wanted, like what my dreams were. It was almost like this inner critic would discount what it was that I was wanting to go for, right? All of these reasons, all of these things, and understanding that that's really coming from deep-seated old beliefs and patterns that I had to work through and really start to be able to see for what they were. When we think about this inner dialogue, these thoughts that we have, it impacts how we feel, right? It can create an emotional response. And when we create an emotional response, we can then trigger a stress response. 
right? Because our emotions can trigger our sympathetic nervous system. And once we trigger that sympathetic nervous system, we go into that stress response or that stress loop. And so if you want to learn a little more about the, the nervous system, which I think is absolutely fascinating and totally fabulous, I do have my free monthly workshop, um, What is Stress Costing You? Taking Your Health Beyond Conventional Medicine. Feel free to join me, sign up. The link is in my... The link will be in the show notes. You can also find it on Instagram and my website. But I don't want to go down that path in this moment. But just knowing, like even understanding that the power of your thoughts is so strong, it can trigger a stress response, which then activates a physiological response in the body, right? It can really trigger how you show up in your day. When we have this inner critic or when we have these thoughts, it really can impact how we behave and how we respond, like how we respond to the experiences in our life and the outcomes, how we're able to see what's going to happen. And you know, a lot of things that I've heard and truly believe is that our thoughts create our reality. So if you get stuck in that loop of negativity and you get stuck in that inner critic thinking of, I can't do this, I can't do that, or that's not possible, then you're going to create that reality. But if you're able to really come in and I've been talking a lot about visualization and imagination and tapping into that power of your mind and being able to see like visions and pictures because all our minds love pictures to show what we want, we start to open the ability for us to see all that's actually available to us. Life is so abundant, but when we're stuck in those negative thought patterns, we don't get to see what's available to us, right? Because we're not able to open our eyes to that. We're in this narrowed focus. So you can sort of think of it as a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you're in that negative loop, you're really just creating exactly what you're thinking. Think about also when we are if we're in this negative loop pattern and we're like, so one of the things, one of the thoughts that I carried for so many years, so many years was expect the worst and never be disappointed. And I just sometimes think how sad that was for me. Like I just put hand to heart and I have a lot of compassion for myself because that was a really sad way for me to have an outlook on life. And not that I didn't have like amazing things happen to me, but it always felt like a lot of work. It always felt like there was a struggle and that it wasn't just sort of opening up. So it was really interesting when I started to do this work and peel back the layers and notice the thoughts that were coming in. I had such a self-defeatist attitude that thinking that was a positive way to look at it, but really always expecting the worst in life because then I didn't want it to be disappointed, but being having disappointment and, and moving through that is like a life lesson, right? We're meant to experience all of this in this human form. And so I've really learned to just let that idea go. And it's it's this idea of if you think, why bother? I'm just going to fail anyway. That's going to impact on what you choose to try in life. That's going to choose what you go after in life. And a lot of things in our society create these beliefs or thoughts that we have that we can't do anything that we want. So it's like there's this belief of, well, I'm never going to be wealthy because I didn't go I didn't graduate college or I didn't do X, Y, and Z or whatever. I come from a poor family and we hold ourselves back because we feel like, what's the point? I don't have all of these things in order to be successful. And the reality is that's not true. That is so not true. And yet if you're thinking those thoughts, you're creating that reality. You're holding yourself back because you're not taking action. And if you do take action, it's half-heartedly and you already expect the worst, right? So 
in the end, you're creating your own failure. And it's like, if you can start to see failure as not a failure, but an opportunity for growth, then you're going to be able to shift that thinking. Then you're going to be able to see the potential and the opportunities available to you. But it all starts in the mind. It all starts in our thoughts. From the moment we are born, we are imprinted by the people who are closest to us. These imprints are shared with us through words, through our observation as kids, through the exposure to our families, to our culture. And it is here where we begin imprinting these experiences right from birth. So it's if you're still sort of in these stuck in these thoughts and, and trying to, it's gonna take time to decipher it, right? To truly understand what are my beliefs and, and what's underneath all of this. So it does take work, right? Our mind is such a beautiful thing. Our thoughts are so powerful and all of it is meant to protect and keeping us safe. So the deeper beliefs that we hold about ourselves, about others, about the world are help is what's creating this inner dialogue. And so what we want to remember is that this dialogue is coming from taking in all this information from when we were really young and growing up. And you were not born with these imprinted in your mind or this critic or this cheerleader. You learn to think this way. You learn to have these thoughts. And if 90% of our thoughts are on repeat, it's definitely coming from these old experiences, these old beliefs. And so when we start to notice that this comes from observing the way others have talked to us or talked to each other, and then we can start to understand why we're starting to feel this way, why were people use the word triggered or why we're starting to spin in our minds. Because think about it, when you're a baby or a toddler or you don't think, well, I'm not going to be able to walk and if I try to walk, it's I'm going to fail or you don't see a baby get up and walk a few steps and fall and then give up because they, they failed, right? Because they don't have that mindset. They don't have those thoughts, right? They just keep making the mistake or they, but it's not even a mistake. They just keep trying and learning and growing from what's going on and being able to move through it because they weren't, they're not, these, these thoughts are not imprinted, right? They're, it's kind of coming in as we start to age. And so they just, toddlers keep going. But when, as adults, we hold ourselves back, right? We come into these ideas, we start to feel shame or we start to feel guilt or we think we're doing something wrong or we're concerned about being liked, to be included, to be a part of. And we start to really get away from who we truly are because we're now mired in all of these thoughts and this external voice or these external dialogues that we see outside of ourselves start to become our internal. And we need to understand that we're actually being programmed and to be able to peel back and with so much compassion and so much love that we want to give to ourselves and to honor ourselves, but to be able to give it space and to know that all of this can be reprogrammed. We are not destined to live in this loop of negativity. We aren't destined to live in these deep-seated thoughts of fear and anxiety. And that we, once we start to bring in our awareness, awareness of this inner dialogue, whether it's positive or negative, whether it's good or bad, you get to change it, right? You get to start to come into the seat of awareness and you start to get to shift how that inner voice is coming. But more importantly, I, it's what I've loved, I've been playing with lately is you get to challenge. You get to challenge these thoughts. So 
Byron Katie um, has, it's called The Work, which has been so profound for me and still digging in, still learning about it. Uh, introduced to me through ICM, the Institute of Coaching Mastery and Alyssa Nobrega and like amazing. So Byron Katie has this work where you write down all of, like you write down all of your judgments or like a belief that you have, the judgments around it, whether it's a person or a thing. And then you have four questions to ask it. And the first two questions are really about, do you absolutely know the statement's true? And once I started to challenge my thoughts and then the work goes on and you do some turnarounds, it's absolutely amazing work. Highly recommend. I will drop um, the name into the show notes, Byron Katie, along with her website, just to refer you there. So if it's interesting to you about kind of stepping into this type of um, analysis, digging deeper into your thoughts, uh, I just found this so awesome for me. But definitely highly recommend check it out if you're interested. But really starting to challenge what it was I was saying to myself, what it was that I was even judging outside of myself, right? Like really starting to become aware of the judgments that I held and being compassionate with others, but also myself, myself for judging myself and working through that because when I was judging myself, it's heavy. It's heavy. It impacts how I think. It impacts how I show up in the world and it impacts how I'm, I'm just able to be, to be present because then I'm in my mind. So really starting to bring in this awareness and noticing and you know, you can start to look at how often am I criticizing? How often am I negatively talking to myself? Or maybe it's noticing, do I make excuses? Do I come into blaming others? Um, am I not willing to take ownership and responsibility for something of mine? Um, or how often am I encouraging myself? How often am I bringing in that positivity? And it's like starting to really get curious, right? It's like go into your own laboratory, the laboratory of your mind and get curious about what it is that's coming up for you and what's the dominant in your mind starting to really notice because we do have the inner critic and we do have the part of us that cheers us on but what's more dominant like start to get cozy with it and notice and when we start challenging when we start to notice the stuff like we're now in the present moment right we're noticing is this like taking me back to an old belief is this like what is happening here and like wanting to just really be able to sit and be present and being able to grow from that and be able to like, mm, is this really what I believe? Is this really what I want to, um, how I want to show up in the world? Like, how am I feeling? Oh my God, I love tuning into my body and thinking, how is this thought landing in my body and where do I feel it? And can I be with it for a moment and breathe so I can sort of release that gripping feeling that maybe I'm having with it? Or does it, is it feel expansive and like, is my heart just like wide open? So it's like taking that moment to notice, right? But always remembering that this inner dialogue, this inner critic, it's not who you are, right? So we can really start to notice these negative inner critic, um, self-talk when it's shining through, when it's like really, really bright. We don't want to judge it. We don't want to criticize it. Because then all we're doing is sort of getting stuck in that loop of those thoughts. But start to notice, is what you're doing self-limiting? So let's say you want to go on, like find a new job, or maybe you want to start a side hustle. And is it 
What is your thoughts around that? Is it, it's too risky? I don't have time or I'm not good enough. Like really noticing, do you have self-limiting thoughts? Do you stop yourself? Like when you get really excited about something, but you stop yourself in your track, take a moment and know that. Another thing that you can look for is, are you making assumptions? Are you sort of one of the things, and this is really where Byron Katie's work has helped me. It's, are you making assumptions based on fact or on past experiences? Are you drawing from the past to be creating what you believe to be the truth today, right? Or are you making assumptions of somebody else's thoughts around you, right? Oh, that person's thinking I'm not good enough or like what... What is it that you're playing in your mind? Tune in and notice. Are you making assumptions? Reality is we don't know what other people are thinking and we don't even know why they're thinking it because that's their own experience, right? So we want to just notice, am I making assumptions? And then another one you can think of is, are you on rerun? Like, are you on autopilot? Are you just moving through things on repetitive, in a repetitive nature and you're not even really noticing it, right? So start to kind of notice what's coming up. So are there things that you're saying all the time to yourself? Um, like, oh, I'm too fat or, or, oh, I look tired or whatever. Like what are some things that you just automatically have, right? So just starting to really notice. And another thing to really is notice when you're talking about the inner critic is checking in and what is it that comes up for you? And like there's different types of things that you might, are you a worrier? Like, are you always full of worry? Something's always going to go wrong. And again, this is that place where we can challenge those thoughts. Like, how do you know like that that's true? Do you believe that to be true? Right? Like, so it's diving in and worrying about everything into the future. That's the other pieces. Our minds are so strong is that it will draw us out of the present moment. So we don't get to enjoy and experience all of the awesomeness and amazingness in this moment because our mind is taking us to the future about what I have to do. What's the next thing on the list? Or it's taking you back to the past and ruminating about something you have absolutely no control over. So it's noticing where does your mind go? Does it go to the past? Is it going to the future, right? Can you bring yourself back in to alignment back into this very moment. So powerful when you're able to come back into the moment and let go of all of those things that your that your mind is taking you to. Or is your inner critic always judging? Are you judging, evaluating your flaws, other people's flaws? Do you live in judgment? Notice. And when you notice, notice with compassion, not with judgment, because then you're layering judgment on judgment. It's just about getting to know your mind, getting to know this part of you. Another sort of type of personality you might find is the victim. Is it everybody is against me or everything always goes wrong for me? Um, this is way too hard. I, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And is it, are you always saying I can't, right? Really tune in and notice, right? But again, an opportunity to challenge. Why can't you? And why is that true? And then what's the next thing? Well, I can't because of X, Y, and Z. Is that really true? Have you tried, right? It's really starting to get into that. Or maybe there is another one is the perfectionist, right? Maybe that inner critic is the perfectionist that you believe it's always wanting you to do better, but it also stops you from stepping forward, right? It stops you from actually going after your dreams because everything has to be aligned in a perfect, perfect way. So your thoughts are keeping you held back because you're consistently trying to make everything aligned. And I can tell you that everything will never be aligned. The biggest lesson I learned 
probably five years ago, um, was take imperfect action. Kelly McHugh of Digital Yoga Academy, when I started this whole idea of becoming an entrepreneur and yoga was my focus back then, was really about, she taught us over and over and drilled it in, um, take imperfect action and learn from it, grow from it. And I, that was the most valuable advice that I ever received and continue to this day. I just keep stepping forward and allow it to be imperfect, right? And not judging myself when it doesn't go. I'm like, ooh, I could try this, do this, right? Like I have my membership and I love my membership and it has evolved over the years that it's existed because I took action and it grew and it shifted and it changed with me. So we wanna be able to find ways to take our power back. And like I said, the first thing is to really start to become aware, become aware of your thoughts. So how do we become aware of our thoughts? We want to have this opportunity to become the observer, right? Become the observer of what's going on. And the last solo episode, I think it was episode seven, we talked about awareness and the power of that. And so you want to be able to create that space between your thoughts and come back into the seat of witness, right? Become the witness to your thoughts and let them float by. Really allow them to be as they are and start to notice so that you can start to do this discernment, right? Noticing the personality of the inner dialogue, noticing if you're judging, you know, becoming into this, being able to challenge. You can even start to find other ways. So here's like three tips, three thoughts I thought I'd share is read, do some reading and research to begin to understand the mind, right? Start to understand your own inner psychology right? Um, there's so many amazing books, right? So there's the Byron Katie work. Right now I've started a Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Becoming Supernatural. So I'll put that, right, talking about the power of the mind. Whoa, I just started it, but it's amazing. So I'll put that book in, but it's like find something that you can start to learn and understand um, the mind and the psychology, uh, your inner psychology, right? Do some reading. There's like just so many amazing, fascinating books. Uh, another way, number two, is come into meditation. So meditation is the art of observing your thoughts. And it is the quickest way to understand your own mind. However, I also know meditation is not easy for many, many people. I have had so many students, clients, struggle with meditation. So it's like find a meditation that works for for you. If your mind is really busy, um, trying like something to focus the mind on, right? So drop a mala meditation, or if being seated feels really uncomfortable to be able to do meditation, do a walking meditation, right? There's lots of different ways to meditate. Sometimes it's even just starting by becoming um, aware of your breath, just following your inhalations and exhalations, because that's going to ground you into the present moment. And then you could start to notice what thoughts keep creeping in, right? It really allows you that space, but it's allow yourself to be kind to yourself. If you're starting a meditation practice, don't force yourself to do a 50 minute meditation. Try just for five minutes, right? Try just or even sitting in silence for five minutes. Like play with it, give yourself grace, give yourself compassion. And then number three is learn from your emotions, right? So I talked about at the beginning how our thoughts can generate these emotions. 
And so when we notice what our emotions are, notice what the thought is that created that emotion. So I've had clients that I've worked with who have said like, I just wake up feeling dread and feeling, and I'm like, well, what was the thought before you noticed the feeling? And they were like, I don't know that I ever noticed the thought, but it's like, what is the emotion? And then try to back it up a little and notice the thought. Take that time, back it up and notice what the thought was. And then you'll start to notice how intricately connected your emotional system is with your thoughts, but it'll be a guide for you to become more aware of your thoughts. We are so freaking amazing. Our bodies are amazing. Our minds are amazing. And it's really just starting to become aware and start this exploration and digging in and learning how you can create the life you want by discerning the thoughts that are there. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. I love, love this topic and I can't wait to come into episode 10 and then sort of right now contemplating a little summer hiatus and then coming back in September, but I will keep you updated about that. And finally, just wanted to give a shout out if anybody is interested in tapping into some mindset tools. I have an amazing free workshop on July 7th called Create the Life You Want, Three Mindset Tools to Bring Extraordinary Results. And the link is in the show notes, but you can also pop onto my website and it's in the banner across the top. Feel free to join me, absolutely free. And lots of free goodies that you will get if you are able to attend. So I cannot wait um, for July 7th to share that with everyone. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to connect. Have the most amazing day and chat soon. Do you celebrate all the wins in your life, no matter how big or small? I know I sure do. And so in this moment, I'm celebrating you for finishing another podcast episode and soaking up new ways to empower, transform, and uplift your life. Want to grab the show notes and all the links talked about in today's podcast? Well, you're going to find those in the episode's description, along with a link to join my Facebook community, Supporting Resilient Women. In this group, I share even more insight, tips, and tools to live your best life. Until we meet again, my friend, and to your dreams.